Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a pretty big geek as it relates to DNA, epigenetics, and genetics. I just absolutely love this stuff, and I feel it's such an important piece of your entire health puzzle to know your DNA. Well, I recently discovered this company called My DNH, and this company offers test kits through blood or urine to determine your biological age via epigenetics. So they analyze your own DNA methylation patterns and they reveal to you how you're aging. So how cool is that? Like, wouldn't you want to know, are you biologically younger or older using science? I absolutely love this stuff. And the thing I love about it is when you get your report back, you will see if you're biologically younger, great. If you're biologically older, there are many things that you can do in your own lifestyle changes to change that as well and then go back and test again. So if you want to do this on your own, you can go to mydnh.com and order yourself a test kit and use the code SANDYK for 15% off. So go to mydnh.com and use the code SANDYK for 15% off. Hi everyone, welcome to my preamble. I have a very special guest, Karen Lynn. Karen is actually very monumental, let's just say, in when my life changed and took a direction. You'll see later on in the podcast, in the discussion with her, I do mention this, but one of the things that I talk about is the snowball effect. So this happens to a lot of people in their lives where things, it's like, Okay, maybe this sounds a little crass, but it's like shit just keeps hitting the wall over and over and over again. And you don't even have time to clean it up before shit hits that wall again. I know it sounds really crass, but you know what? It's a reality. And it happens so much in people's lives. And, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a therapist. I am just um, a nutritionist who has had some pretty intense experiences in my life with a sick child, a sick husband, and a sick self. I was sick too. So after, mm, I'm going to say three years of sickness, it was really weird because it started in the summer of 2010 when my daughter was sick. Then the summer of 2011, I was sick. The summer of 2012, my husband was sick. And that's when I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Because I, honest to God, didn't 
No, I'm like, what is happening? I have no control in my life. I ended up sinking. I'm going to say sinking in this just puddle that was so deep in, oh, woe is me, pity. And I didn't even know what to do, where to turn, where to go, because I was just in this whole sense of self-pity and I couldn't get out of this life. And then I saw Karen and Karen is a registered psychotherapist, but she's kind of different in that she is very spiritual, very. And so she, she really helped me see things differently. And she helped me see that all of these things that did happen in my life, um, I need to grow from. I need to learn from. I need to, you know, expand my mind, my body, my soul, everything from these experiences. There's other ways that you could turn, for sure. And, you know, I talk about self-awareness all the time. I talk about alignment of the body, mind, and the soul in my practice all the time. Because if you don't align those three things, you're going to, I guess, suffer in certain ways. Whether that's through addictions, food addictions, people who just keep gaining more and more and more and more weight because they're using food to pacify whatever they need to dig deep on and pull out. Or perhaps they are maybe even using alcohol or drugs. Well, I was definitely not going to go that route. I refused to go that route. And I did a lot of work and a lot of digging. And it was not pleasant. And it was very painful in many ways. And see, now I'm getting emotional because I'm going back. I'm going backwards to work that I had already done. Um, Karen is going to talk a lot about what's going on in the world. And, you know, one of the things that's happening is there's a lot more anxiety. There's a lot of depression. There's so much fear. There's so much of this going on right now. And why? It's because many of us choose not to do that work. And so we're pacifying and we're sitting in front of that TV and we're sitting there with that giant bag of chips and watching the news constantly and feeding that fear instead of living in the present. So I'm going to cut on through to the interview with Karen. She's going to give us a few really, really good ways in which, like tools, that we can use right now, right now, guys, um, to get through this and to get through this, you know, feeling better than ever and more of a sense of community, more of a sense of love and appreciation and gratitude. So here's Karen. I'm going to cut on through to that interview. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. Today I have with me a special guest, Karen Lynn. 
She is a registered psychotherapist, a spiritual director, and she holds a master's designation in psychosomatic therapies. Her coaching and counseling focus is on the healing of distress and disorders of the body, mind, and spirit through the integration of specific emotional and psychosomatic therapies. Karen has more than 30 years of experience in human development, education, and therapy. And she also works with the infamous Dr. Brene Brown, and she's currently writing a book. So welcome, Karen. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Sandy. It's lovely to hear the introduction. I'm quite honored. Thank you. Yes. Well, Karen and I have a bit of a history. We've actually known each other for quite a few years, and she's she's helped me out personally in so many ways. I I might do a little bit of a preamble on that whole part of it before uh, before this, but really, I think Karen is an amazing person to have online because I think she can really help us focus on growth and help us during these challenging times. So, you know, I guess one of the first things that comes to mind for me, Karen, is, you know, what do you see as the key to self-awareness and how can somebody become more self-aware during this time? Well, thank you, Sandy. My personal lived experience of self-awareness comes from a place of questioning what I was brought up to believe. So back in the 80s, when I began to question everything, and that comes from who I am, to who my parents are, to where I was raised, to you know the culture, the faith, the society, I began to notice something about how my mind was talking to me and how I responded. And in doing so, I realized that there was a part of me that was not congruent with another part of me. And again, I was you know, a young woman in my 20s and I remember going out to the woods with a big you know, spiral bound notebook and I'd always felt safe in the woods. I love nature. Trees and animals are my favorite things. I was raised in a 600-acre farm in the middle of South Texas where there was very little disruption. And I started to write. I just started to pour my heart out, pour my mind out in spiral-bound notebooks. And basically, the underlying question always was, who am I? Who am I? Who am I really? Who am I? And when I began to break down the idea of my mind and my sense of awareness around, am I just mirroring what other people are telling me I am? Because I do remember growing up, and most people will remember this, is that people told you who you were. Mm-hmm. Whether you were smart or whether you did yes. math or whether you were a cute kid or whether you were a bad kid or whether you were a troublemaker. We've all heard these, you know, blatant statements made in our direction. 
by you know teachers and parents and grandparents or you're too you're a busybody or you're too curious or you know you'll never do that oh your dad couldn't sing you can't sing and I remember it stung it stung and I I was taken aback by the projections people had of me even growing up even in my 20s my basic decision in my self-awareness was to try to unpack the idea of the mind controlling reality. So I became deeply interested in psychology. I was in university in the 1970s, the whole um, age of awareness around um, hypnosis and psychological dynamics and, um, you know, groupthink and the idea of People can be who they want to be. They can imagine things. I worked at the University of Texas in a department that trained athletes. And the athletes were being given hypnotic um, protocol in order to play football. And it was a protocol called mental rehearsal. So very benign, but it was a hypnotic process. I was part of watching as a student and and noticing that they could document the effectiveness of these powerful, large, highly skilled athletes into this program of being a better athlete. And they could actually record and create statistical significant references to the change in their mental capacity, the change in their emotional capacity, and the change in their physical capacity. Right. So that was 1977, 1978. From that moment on, I became enamored of self-awareness. It's like, how do you build a better human? What is it about your mind and your heart and your physicality? What are the thoughts you think? What are the actions you take? Do they have consequences? Is there power in how we think and feel? And in doing so, is there a bigger picture to all of this? So I was always raised in a place where I had great faith and understanding in the creator. I knew that if Mother Nature was as beautiful and as perfect as she was, that there was an intelligence that was beyond our capacity to understand, that was moving through this reality. And in cooperation with the reality of the creator, I began to choose to cooperate And in my cooperation, my self-awareness was around the expansion of my understanding and perceptions of the ability for human beings to move and evolve beyond the little boxes that we're all born in. Oh, see, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, It's called personality. So Dr. Joe says this beautifully. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's reference. Your personality creates personal reality. So in personality, the in person, in person, reality, it's ironic, our language, when you look at language, it is coded in personality, personality, who's the person in this reality? Is there a way to allow that being that you are to expand beyond the box? So when you understand personality is a form of an electric fence, So when people get uncomfortable, they've hit a line of personality where they feel that their comfort zone is being challenged. So in these times, 
right, as people are in this particular state of quarantine. Everyone's hitting their electric fence. It's the idea that I can't do that, or I can't go there, or that wouldn't work out for me, or I don't know what to do, right? So the confusion that starts up in a person's mind starts to churn into their guts around what other options do I have? So people are having to face a lot of uncertainty, anxiety, depression, fear, deeply and completely in a place where the irony is, the irony is that you can come out of this more courageous, more conscious, more loving, more kind, more empowered, more aware so if we go sorry karen if we go back to what you were saying about the body and the mind and the spirit and that alignment i love that whole like so how do we use the body the mind the spirit to become more self-aware as like so there's many people out there who are experiencing anxiety and fear and uh depression and you know because of what's happening in our world right now yeah so there's there's i mean i hear countless stories of people who are drinking themselves silly there are people who are eating themselves uh, like eating yeah. everything in the world and and that in itself right there is just mm-hmm. a general risk factor to health. So there's all these things that people are doing to themselves during yeah. this time of quarantine. So I think, you know, really if you look at the key, so there's body, mind, spirit. How can we as, you know, just people who are going through this connect to that so that we're not drinking ourselves silly and we're not eating all kinds of garbage and contributing to health issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Angel. And, you know, as a therapist for 30 years, all human beings have a biological and emotional and mental reward and punishment system. Yes. It's innate. The, the irony of the reward punishment is many times the reward is a punishment. So you can you can find any circumstances in your life and find that that reward was a punishment, right? Because in reward systems in the human biome, right, in our particular organic beautiful setup, is the ability to calm, anesthetize, you know, shut down the receptors in our brains and our bodies that are firing that are making us feel prickly or sweaty or hearts pounding. So, you know, I've done this. I mean, I was a a big overeater. And that's how I soothed myself as a child and in my 20s. I remember one day saying I had carbohydrate comatose because the next morning I'd wake up with a headache and a sick stomach. And it's like, why did I eat all that sugar yesterday? And realize that, you know, for a period of time, for a short period of time, Right, the the pain that you feel, either emotionally or menti- mentally, can be anesthetized. Yeah, you like pacify yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and but the long term pain out of that short term gain that we've heard this before, right, is that your life has to be worth your life 
So when we come to self-awareness, Sandy, my innate self-awareness, when I finally dug down to the core of who I am, right, is this overwhelming feeling of being alive, being in love with life, being full, being like, wow, like being amazed, being grateful. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm alive and my life matters. My life matters because that's the big query. When people sit down and go, oh my God, you know, I'll, I'll do anything to help my mom. I'll do anything to help my daughter. I'll do anything to help my family. But me, I'm just too tired. Like I just got I just got to rest. So we basically, you know, give our love and our, 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 our services and then we're exhausted. And so the reward for all the hard work we've done, and it's systemic in society. This is, this is part of the cultural system we live in, first world nations. Our food has been over-processed. All the, some of the goodness has been taken out of our food. Yeah. You know, in the 1880s, you know, if you wanted to sit down and reward yourself, <laughs> you know, if you had an apple. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you had a, <laughs> Go out and you know, pick an apple. You had, a, you had some maple syrup if you, you know, you know, people couldn't, you know, sit down and, 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 and abuse their bodies the way we can now. Yes. We unlimited access to things that are not healthy for you. Unlimited access. Right. It's like one giant cornucopia of anesthesia, you know, from sugar to flour to pizza to cheese to Netflix. Uh, what Netflix. Electronics. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Like. Computer. Yes. People can check out. And this is, this is, so this goes back to the brilliant question you asked. In self-awareness, you don't get to check out. Yes. You cannot check out. And it's going to hurt, excuse me, like a mofo. It's going to hurt. Oh, my it's God, yeah. Hurt, guys. This is not going to be pleasant. I don't care if you're dealing with your own mind, you're dealing with your own body, you think your mind has abandoned you, your body's um, betrayed you, your heart's betrayed you, your families are not on your side, the the system at large is is working against you. This is a multi-layered bit of pain we are collectively going through. Those that will walk through this particular period of time will people that got darn serious about saying, my life is worth living my life has value my mind has value i have to discipline myself to do the things that are going to be good for me because it's going to take work so i honestly learned a very long time ago number one the spiritual path is not for weak people right the mental path is not for weak people. The emotional path is not for weak people. It's going to hurt. This is what Brene taught me. You know, one of her best quotes I've ever heard was, you know, faith, you know, doesn't you don't get an epidural. <laughs> There's no epidural. It's going to hurt. To be oh, courageous wow. is going to yeah. hurt. To have faith is going to hurt. It's like midwifery. Breathe. Push. This is going to hurt. This is a process of the reckoning and the reclamation of what really is important in your life. And you you have the freedom and the power to choose what's important. Your life, your mind, your heart, your body. Love them so much. Protect them fiercely. Be courageous. Get up. Breathe. 
if you don't feel comfortable going outside, for goodness sake, do the things that you know. It's been a absolute gargantuan amount of information out there from people like you, people like me, websites, Gaia, there's yoga, there's breathing, there's the idea that you can't sit there and wait for somebody else, including the government, your employer, to, to get you, to give you permission, let's just say, to give you permission to take your life back, to get your life back. Yes. And that includes how you think, how you feel, and how you behave. It's not going to be pleasant. As opposed to numbing yourself in front of the TV, watching every single bit of horribly yep. controlled news that comes out yeah, <laughs> and terrible. and and you're it's you're terrible. sitting in front of the tv completely numb while you're yeah. eating your bag of chips and having your glass of wine yeah right again all of us do it and all of us go oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just veg out and we called it veg vegetable yes veg your mind is too precious. If anybody's listening to me out there, your mind is precious. Your heart is precious. You are a child of the creator. You are born here at this time to be free, to be free. But your freedom is going to take work because your freedom depends on how you think, how you feel, and how you behave. And when you really look at how valuable that is, how beautiful that is. And to have the heart and the mind and the discipline to sit down and first off, everybody, every morning, you sit down and write out everything you're grateful for. And this sounds really campy and I swear to God, it is not because it is some sort of, um, you know, fairy tale idea of what life could be in a fantasy world. You have warmth you have shelter you have the sun shining the birds are singing you have healthy children you have food in your fridge you have a healthy body if you don't then get busy it is the process of redistributing your priorities in ways that are very basic everybody's back down to brass tacks now nobody is sitting there planning for their next holiday um to aruba or because who knows? Right. Yes. Right. It's close to home now. This is the bone. In spiritual terms, this is a level of reckoning that's to the bone. And so we want to live in the present right now. And yep. I actually, I, I talk about that a lot, even just in my, any other, any other channels, like, like my, my Instagram, especially, I talk about how, I think the only way we're going to get through this is if we do our best to live in the present. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, it's hard. Like you're yeah. wondering what's going to happen tomorrow and when is it going to, and, and I found myself last week really upset because I wrote, I wrote a blog about it because I was waiting for an announcement to come out to say, Hey, everyone, some of our freedoms are going to come back and it didn't happen. Yeah. And so that's a clear cut example of, not living in the present, waiting for something to happen, and then being miserable about it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Beautiful example. And again, there, 
I always say to anybody, what can you control right now? Yeah. So the internal locus of control, which keeps you sane, it literally does keep you sane. Yeah. It keeps you, it keeps you level. It hemispherically helps both sides of the brain is what can I do today? That's to the benefit of myself and the people around me for whom I have the sphere of influence. Can you make a big pot of homemade chicken soup? Can you, can you, you know, what can you do today? What do you have the authority and freedom to do today? Oh, I love and that, Karen. I love the it. Authority and freedom to do today. And in doing so, always remember in gratitude, right? We're all thinking, wow, if I could just go to the lake, if I could just walk in the park, if I could just take my kids to the swing, it is like, wow, are we going to be grateful? when we finally get out of this and are able to smell the flowers, touch the grass, play outside, congregate as people, go back to a life that many of us have taken for granted. Many of us have taken many things for granted. We're very lucky people in many ways, very lucky. However, the idea that you don't have choice is not true. You do. Yeah. Even if the simplest choice is to talk yourself into going for a good walk, turning off the TV, please, please turn off the radio. They're not going to tell you anything that you want to hear. It is filled with ongoing fear, ongoing um, trepidation. It's wearing people down. Yes, it, it is. is. It's just turn it off. Mm-hmm. If it's really, really important, the people you love will text you or call you. Yeah. So you got you have power over that. You have power over your physical um energy you have power over and here's something i know to be true and i say this and i've said this for years anxiety and depression are deeply driven by the amount of physical exercise air um, and food so there are many many programs many programs out there if you can get on with sandy or anybody to eliminate certain foods because they they have an impact on your brain and on your body's energy. So the energy in your body, your body's telling you the truth. Do you understand that? So when you look at integration between the mind, heart, and the body, there are gatekeepers. One is not one more important than the other. But when you're getting feedback, and feedback is in your own sphere, right? Whether it's your the circle of your own body, mind, heart, and and spirit complex, and then the spheres that interact with your family, your environment, and the spheres that interact with your community, you gotta go back down to brass tacks and say, white flour, white sugar, um, highly processed foods, alcohol, um, drugs, cigarettes, pharmaceuticals at many phases can take, zap your energy. And energy at an emotional level Right in Latin means to move. So when we become so fibrotic, so tired, so despondent, so profoundly just weighed down by not only what's happening outside of us, but also what's happening within us, everyone will tell you, "I'm just so down. I'm so low. Yeah. I feel so heavy." That's a feedback system. Your body loves you so much; it die for you. Your body is saying, unload, clean it out, take it, you know, take the garbage out. Yeah. Right? Like anything in the physical reality that's burdened down with toxicity, burdened down with, again, extraneous things. 
Well, you still have choice with fresh fruit and vegetables in the store. You still have choice with tons of clean water. You still have choice to turn off the television. You have choice still to walk on the sidewalk. You have choice to speak lovingly to your family and find positive, creative projects you can do with them and look at how we build up ourselves during this lockdown instead of succumb to the idea that our freedoms, our life, like this is it, and how long. No humans like waiting. Humans do not do well with waiting and not knowing. Yeah. That's where our mind can run rampant. Because we'll go to the past, we'll go to the future, we'll run around in our mind like a rabbit trying to figure out solutions when in reality, in the now, you can only do what you can do. And you can hold the idea, and this is the most important part, in the morning, Everybody, sit down, 15 minutes, write out what you're grateful for, and then you put the biggest, most beautiful picture in your head, in your heart, of the best possible outcome for yourself, the people you love, your community, and the world at large. You hold that thought. You hold that energy. You put power behind it. Power. Karen, I'm going to take a tiny little break. I'll be back in two seconds. All right. <laughs> okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Now, okay, so back on the whole 15 minutes of gratitude, which I absolutely love. I personally meditate every single morning. And I do that first thing in the morning. It's just, it's my practice. It's my practice to kind of calm the mind and come to the present moment. I do also have a gratitude journal, which I love. And then back, back on Karen. So gratitude yeah. is very important because it's something that we have control over. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when... The mind has a built-in system to have a bias towards negative thinking. Now, this is a human trait that has been ancestrally um, um, wired into our mechanism to survive physically. So the bias towards negative thinking is that the reptilian brain, the, the basal brain, has the first crack at your experiences. Now, it is a binary brain to the degree safe-unsafe. So safe unsafe happens at a billionth of a second. That brain is the most um, elementary brain that we have in our, our body. It is the closest brain to our central nervous system. When you set up yourself in the morning to take your executive function of your conscious mind and your brain and begin to exercise like the gym, all of the things that you know in your heart, in your mind, that you are so grateful for. And you may have to work at that. You may have to say, I'm grateful for the love that I've known from my parents. I'm grateful for the cat that's sitting in my windowsill. I'm grateful for the sun shining through the windows. I'm grateful I heard a bird this morning. These are simple stuff, but it is training your brain 
to override the automatic fear response. It is automatic. So people say to me, and they've said to me, in my practice for years what's wrong with me what's wrong with me i go we are all naturally and biologically wired to protect ourselves the protection mechanism right fires automatically from birth so from birth safe unsafe you know comfortable not comfortable and then we begin to build up references to that as we build the personal references to life which becomes our personality in the executive reference place, there's three brains, right? The back brain, the mid brain, the forebrain. The front functioning brain where consciousness can be observed and related to is an exercise in your will to choose to open up that reference to higher and higher abilities and fill it, fill it, fill it with things that you want, things you prefer, things you are grateful for, things that you know are true, things and the people and the feelings. You feel it like you're filling a storage locker that you're going to look at and go, wow, look at all the memories and the beauty and the, and the interesting things. And I'm so grateful that I have toes that wiggle. I'm so grateful my back is working today. I'm so grateful. Right. So when you feel that energy come through you, it is like fuel. It is fuel that you use for the day in order to set yourself off on a good foot so that your day begins to feed back to you what it is you've set up energetically. Do you understand that? In physics, right? It is called entrainment with reality. We entrain reality by virtue of using our heart, our body, and our minds to condition the space of reality. So in the mirror of reality, we start to get mirrored back to us that which we're focusing on. That's why, Sandy, the present moment is so powerful. It's the only place you can create anything. You can't create the future and the past from this moment. You can create the next step in front of you and the next moment in front of you and the next moment in front of you on this time delay kind of weirdness in the third dimension or on this weird time delay. Right. So that's why that's so powerful. It's not about being a good person. It's not about, you know, um, um, you know, all the brownie points that people think they're going to get, you know, in the idea that something else out there is, is going to reward you for being a good person. This is the power we have to choose to fill our beings with the energy that we will use throughout the day. And the universe will mirror back to you miracles, miracles. I've done it over and over again my whole life. I have had to practices and practices like a like a black belt. And you realize that all of a sudden that you have power over your reality. You know what, Karen? Just you totally just sparked something in me just now. <laughs> just I have to say. So one of the things that tends to happen, it's happened to me and it's happened to many people, is something I call the snowball effect. And I've talked about this many times where you get into this pattern of, like you said, filling up that space with negative thoughts, sad things, anxious things, fearful things, um, whatever it is. So that little space that we're talking about is constantly being filled up with that. And then next thing you know in your life another bad thing happens and then another 
bad thing happens. And then like, can you, like, I know, like I'm totally going off the rails here, but I just know <laughs> it happens. It's happened to me. Yeah, it's why I saw you in the first place because <laughs> I, that. I <laughs> it was such a major snowball effect in my life year after year for three years. Yeah. And Karen, you help me get out of it. You help yeah. me see things differently. You help yeah. me with that whole self-awareness. Yep, yep. Well, again, you know, pain has a purpose. People go, oh, you know, if you're a good person, you shouldn't have pain in your life. Who told you that? Like, what idea? Where did that come from? We are, and here's here's my best analogy. I mean, really, for people to get this. Um, I lived in California, and I tried to surf. So if you've never tried to surf, it's an experience. <laughs> life, life is an ocean wave. The vessel of our life is the mind and our physical reality is the board. Life's going to knock you off the board and then you get back on and then you get better and better and better until you see people that surf 100 foot waves and you realize that that took practice and experience and that when you get knocked off, then it is the opportunity to learn to get back on the board. So you can ride the energy. You can ride the wave. This wave of energy going through Earth right now is unprecedented. Anybody out there who's intuitive, anybody out there who's got, you know, half an inkling of an idea that we are more than just, you know, a meat suits. We're more than just computer brains. We're more than just pump hearts. That we actually are something more than what we're experiencing. You can feel the 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 wave of energy. We have to. We have been asked. We've been trained. Why do you think you saw me so many years ago? People came into my life and my practice ten years ago, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, who were readying themselves to ride this wave. They were getting ready. Do you understand that? That this was not just a random event. That life is not random at all. It's a series of challenges, a series of opportunities for which we are tested. And the test isn't like pass-fail. It's not that at all. It's like the test of the strength, the determination, the joy, the happiness, the gratitude, the realism, the groundedness, the courage it's going to take to be a fully-fledged human being a full-fledged human being. And that is why this is such a powerful time to crack out of the shell of the idea that you thought you were because the shells are cracking. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> that is intense, Karen. I love it, though. But So let me ask you this, then. You know, you're talking... I love that analogy with riding the wave. So, and each time you get back on, you know, you get better and better. Do you believe that, you know, in this life, you know, I know it's not right, wrong, and it's not so black and white either, but these tests are meant to take you to the next level in your life of awareness. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And again, people, awareness isn't um, Disney World. Awareness is not um, the magic kingdom. Awareness sometimes has yucky stuff in it. 
So when I do therapy with individuals, when I've done spiritual training with people, find the ugliest parts of you, find the things you hate about yourself, dig them up, dig it up, come on. Because if you don't, you cannot be aware. Yeah. Because those parts of you exist as the barriers or limitations, and they are, again, the false information that you have either been fed, believed, and ingested, and inducted into your life, and are now operating as your own, you know, electric fence. I put an electric fence out there. I've had dogs, right? Watch. The interesting thing about an electric fence is it gives you a little zap. But if they just kept walking, it'd be a temporary pain and they'd be free. Why is it that animals, humans, any one of us, when something's uncomfortable, we don't go outside that fence. We just keep staying in the yard, right? We keep staying in our little boxes. And the interesting thing, and I watch this with my dog, I love animals. I think they're the most precious things. They're so real. They're so true. Took the electric fence down in our our house. He still had the box on him. He still wouldn't go anywhere outside what he had memorized, what he knew was where the fence was. That poor, precious dog, right? When you start to look at how easily humans are trained, how easily animals are trained. They took the fence down. The dogs, my puppies still wouldn't go outside of where the yard was. Even when we took the box off his neck, it's like, it's okay. We're not going to, we're not going to use that. We're going to, we're moving. Right? We wanted, we wanted him to be free. Took me months to retrain him. Wow. And it's like, holy moly. I never, I just, what an awareness I got. We have, all of us have the same reptilian brain, animals. Horses, humans, we all have that. Ooh, that hurt. Don't do that again. Remember? Ooh, that hurt. Don't do that again. Or pacify with this and you won't feel it anymore. Well, again, what right? do we do with our animals when they get anxious? We throw them a treat. We throw them a bone. Right? We pacify them. Our kids yeah. put a sucker in their mouth. Right? Sit them in front of a computer. Yeah. Give them something to, to, to avoid the pain. Pain sometimes, not sometimes, always, is part of this reality. It is the feedback system with which we use to leverage ourselves forward. By climbing a mountain, you're going to have to use every rock, every crevice, everything, and pull, and pull towards your direction you want to go. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Nobody's ever come into my office in 30 years and said, take my pain away. I said, well, it exists for a reason. Let's unpack it. And let's take that material and turn it to courage. Let's take that material and turn it into a bridge. Let's take that material and turn it into a ladder. Yes. But it's material. It's material. And again, your own pain is yours. It's what Whatever you have accumulated, whatever you feel restricted by, whatever you believe about yourself, it is probably more painful than what's going on outside of us right now. Are people are not having a very good time with this whole lockdown? Are people that don't want and like their own company 
don't want and like with the life that they've been living, don't like or, or, or want to be in their own head or their own heart. They want to escape. They want to get out. They want to get away because distractions, again, just like our kids and our pets, we'll distract them. You know, it's like, oh, look over here and not over here, right? We, we try to supplicate things. We try to make it all okay. We try to smooth it all over. There's no smoothing right now. You can't even hug people for crying out loud. Yeah. People are going to have to get to the core of who they are and start with themselves. How free can I be in my own mind, in my heart, in my body? How free can I be? You can choose that now. You can choose that. And then you are way better off when we get out of this and can walk into the world and be so very proud of yourself that I can really live and I can be alive and I can be free and I can hug as many people as I can. I can go out and go, wow, you're beautiful. Man, you're so smart. Man, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I do that on the streets in the little town I, I am at. No matter how fearful people are, if I walk up and down the sidewalk, I find something to smile about, to look at them, to say, what a beautiful day. It's lovely to see you. Just so they feel like a human again. Just yeah. so they feel it. And yeah. so they occupy space. How many people are doing that right now? We got to wake some people up, folks. If you, if you, you know, feel like there's nothing you can do and there's nowhere you can go, how many human beings need to see your face smile, need to, need to see you looking as though you are, you know, doing okay, put on that, you know, spirit of what it is to be human, walk with your head up down the sidewalk, wave at people, let them know you're alive, I'm here, you're here. You, you know, we're going to be okay. Yeah, we're all in this together and we're all okay. We're all okay, right? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a, an interesting dynamic. But when we get down, right, we collectively are part of the same energy. Everybody starts to feel down. You know, I've done it. I've, I've gone through my ups and downs in this. Believe me. Yes. Believe me. Yeah. I am not, you know, sitting here doing kumbaya, people. Not at all. <laughs> I am really fiercely invested in human freedom. I'm sincerely invested. But how can I be free and you are not? To me, that is the dereliction of human community. If you choose not to be free, if you choose to anesthetize yourself, if you choose, then I honor your right to do so. But we need each other. We need each other. If that is the one thing that we have figured out in all of this, Sandy, is humans seek love and belonging. We need each other. Yes, we this do. Is, this is the worst punishment for humans that you can do with house arrest and quarantine and self-isolation. Even those words are used in prison systems, not in a free society. When we get out, we have to stand for the idea that we're in this together to be together to love and cherish and thank and be grateful for our human community and that we are not dangerous to each other and that we're not you're not gonna you know harm someone by holding their hand by smiling in their face by telling them they matter if that's the best we can do out of this that's brilliant 
that to me is riding the wave and getting a gold medal at the end of it. Yeah. It's like, ha <laughs> I'm going to get out of this. And, and, you know, again, everybody gets to choose. That's the irony of being a human. The irony of being human. You can choose what side you'll be on. How much fear you're going to move through this world. How much love you're going to move through this world. It is now deeply apparent. Well, I I couldn't agree more. And you know what? I'm choosing love. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm well, again. choosing community. And yeah. I'm choosing, um, you know, just togetherness. So um, is there anything else that you wanted to say, Karen, before we tie this up? We're almost at 45 minutes. And wow, uh, this has been... An amazing episode but is there anything else that you would like to add to this I think in closing for everybody out there you cannot imagine how much you loved you can't imagine how much you matter please know from the bottom of your heart that you matter and that you are loved. My heart goes out to so many people. I really, really wish everybody the best. I pray every day. I sit down and put the highest and best in my mind. But I know hearts are breaking and people's minds are cracking and people's lives feel like they're out of the ability to choose. But you are loved. Please take that in and know that we will get through this and coming out the other side pour everything you have into what it is that you want this world to be and that's it thanks andy so thank much. you karen thank you Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.